I personally think I had coronavirus in December. Yeah, wait, tell me about that. that. You can really make a difference in someone who's having a difficult day by just smiling and saying hello. It's true, very true. And it's effortless, it's free, and it can make a big difference. So, this is take two. Because... Take one is all effed up. Yeah, um, I don't know what happened. I'm using my dad's laptop because something wasn't working on my garage band, but apparently it's not working on his because we just lost all of the audio. So I'm now going to split this into two episodes. If you want to watch the other one, it's going to be a little bit less of don't do two. quality audio. You just have to do one. No, it was just so good. It was so good. You <laughs> can do so it again. Bad. Don't worry. Yeah, but like... You're not going to be able to match the same flow, and now I'm asking you the same questions. I'll be able to match it. I know. My mom's pretty good at this. I'm so upset. Anyways. Don't be upset. Just work hard. <laughs> my mom goes, I go, really? You'll do it again? She goes, no, I don't want to, but that's just my willingness to work hard. So if you watch the other episode, you know what's up. On this episode of All Over the Place with Lane Fable, we have uh, the CEO of Quinn Fable Advertising, a boutique advertising agency in New York City, the voice of Siri. And my mom, Kathy Fable. I'm definitely not the voice of Siri. You guys in the vlogs have said that her voice sounds like Siri. I don't hear it, but I think it's also because I'm her child and I get reprimanded by that voice of Siri. It's just Everybody always asks me to do voiceovers. You do have a very nice voiceover voice. And when I do them, I hate the way it sounds. I just hate the way it sounds. That's cr- I'm, I'm all thrown off because I asked all the questions I possibly had. We were just about to do the little round of a... Uh, rapid fire questions and then we were gonna be done but we're starting over and it's been like an hour (laughs) now i have a little sneak preview of what you're asking i'm just gonna go off someone asked a question i didn't get asked before they asked why are you blonde and your kids are brunette but i think that is the most ridiculous question because that happens a lot well first of all my hair is dirty blonde it's not as blonde as this um I was born a towhead. I had really, really blonde hair, and it just got darker. I don't as think I got anyone older. knows what a towhead means. A towhead is someone who has like really white hair. Like, yeah, like white, white. But hair. you had blonde hair at some point when you were little. Um, you were born with black hair, but it got blonde in the sun. Yeah. Quinn had blonde hair at some point when he was little. But, yeah. Same um, thing with Shane. Shane's hair was really. He was the blondest of you all. If you go check out, I have a playlist on my channel that's called Vintage Vlogs. You'll see all of us when we were younger, and Shane had blonde hair. And the fact of the matter is that the Fable side of the family has the dominant genes. My dad has Because they kind of all look like Fables. Dark eyes, dark hair. Yeah. Um, Even Shane with the blonde hair has the darkest eyes of the three of them. So there you go. Oh, I'm so sad we lost our other audio. Sorry. I'm just, I'm still thinking about it. Sorry. So we'll start back in the beginning. It's always a good place to start. Where did you grow up? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. No, you asked me. I grew up on Long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I you you began by asking me um, how did I wind up doing what I do. I'm tempted to just ask you completely different questions. You can ask me anything you want. Now that we're here, I mean, why not? <laughs> I'm so by the, rushed. By the time this podcast is done, I will have been sitting here for Multiple two and a half hours. So how's quarantine treating you? It's a little difficult. Um, I will say that I'm a person that usually meets with a lot of people, goes to a lot of places, um, flies to a lot of places, and I haven't been doing that, so it's kind of nutty. I'm a little stir-crazy. Yeah, and business is different as usual. Well, I'm actually quite surprised that we can work virtually so successfully. 
um, four weeks before the coronavirus came to New York, um, we were pretty good in checking out that everyone could work virtually and they had all their functionality and connectivity that they needed. Um, we have some great systems that support our business. So uh, it's been it's been easy on the business front. It's been very busy because we have a lot of emergencies going on mm-hmm. with a lot of different clients. Um, but for now, uh, we're doing the best that we can. Um, I'm not liking it. I don't like staying home all day. With all of the family in one place. It's a Minus little Gwen. challenging. It's a little challenging, but I, I think we're making the most of it. I think most days are so busy with conference calls and emergencies arising and Zoom calls and uh, just a you're still pretty busy. Things. Crazy busy. Uh, the only difference is I'm not wearing work clothes yeah. or makeup. <laughs> it, the only strange thing, I think, is not leaving the house at all. Other than dog walks. We've been going on dog walks. Yeah, the dogs have been walked a lot. But, you know, and some of them I can't even go to because yeah. I have... Um, you know, work yeah. to do. But the thing that's probably most challenging is my mom is with us, who's 87, and we are uber cautious. About what we're touching. and What we're touching and that we, um, she has COPD and she was a smoker for a long time. So we're really careful that we don't infect her and put her in a dangerous situation, which is our ultimate goal. Um, I personally think I had coronavirus in December. Yeah, wait, really tell me about that. Because a lot of people are now saying that they think they had, ha- they had had it previously. It was very strange. In late December, out of nowhere, I got deathly sick. Um, I remember it like overcame me in a day. And I couldn't get up. You know, I've been sick before and I usually kind of bounce back. My um, mom, I've never seen my mom, even when she's had like flus and m- sick for more than like 12 hours. Like, yeah, like a day. Not I, I even can a be full down 24 normally. Normally she's like, I got to get up and do something. Because my mom's always, we call her Action Kathy because you're always doing something and getting something done. So when I saw her in bed for what, three, it was like three days of not moving? Around December, it was so bad. Um, I couldn't breathe. I had a really, really bad cough. And um, it, it was the nuttiest thing because I could not breathe and I couldn't even lift my head off the pillow, which is unusual. Like if I moved my head, my head hurt. Um, my body ached. There were so many things that hurt. I had these weird random pains. And when I finally went to the doctor, they told me after sticking the thing way up Ooh, my nose, um, they told me that I definitely had flu type A, you know, even though the test came out negative, but they were going to go send it out. Um, and they gave me Tamiflu and an inhaler and steroids and a bunch of things. Um, And I was still sick. It didn't go away immediately. But the thing that was nutty was the flu type A test that they did came back negative. But I was still deathly sick. So it wasn't A or B, but I was having a near-death experience. And then the craziest thing, Shane had the flu type A, I think it was. He had flu type A. The same time. I had some virus, but I don't remember losing my breath. I was very sick. We all got sick like the same week, which was strange. It was weird. And I don't think I've ever spent New Year's Eve trying to stay up till midnight, I couldn't even stay up. I mean, there was no alcohol, no champagne. The thought of even having champagne made me want to vomit. Um, But it was, I was sick. Did you lose your um, sense of smell or taste? No, No, I didn't lose my sense of smell or taste. It was just the thing that was most notable was I couldn't breathe. And how they gave me one of those little inhaler things, which was so strange. So I kind of think I had it. you know, when it first came to this country, but... Um, Which is scary, because that would mean that it was here in December, and it's just kind of... They say been... it was here in December. They say that also, but, like, wouldn't it have spread so much faster? 
Well, I'm also kind of a germaphobe. So uh, the second I'm sick, I stay away from everybody. I didn't yeah. go to work. I mean, we had Purell. We always have Purell. We all, yeah. It's all, you could bathe Oh, my mom my bites her nails. That's such a bad habit. I don't bite my nails. I just kind of gnaw on them from time <laughs> to time. No, but um, it's true. My mom's pretty much a germaphobe, so I'm shocked that you got it. I've or gone to meetings. Was, you know. I've gone to meetings. I went to a meeting at ESPN with a bottle of Purell because I knew I was just getting over a cold. <laughs> and I warned them that I was sick. I put the bottle of Purell and I made everyone, I shook everyone's hand, but we all Purelled our hands. So. Speaking of hands and meetings, I know that when I was interviewing and everything for internships and everything, I would come with you. I'd come to you with all kinds of questions like, what should I do? What should I wear? What, should I... what are some tips you have for people who are, although I know everyone's quarantined right now, but for people who are interviewing for new jobs or going on business meetings? Well, I think, you know, it's funny because there's so many times, what's the number one thing I tell you? Firm handshake. Have smile a good handshake. and eye contact. You have to make eye contact with people. Um, if you don't smile and you're not looking like you're at least a little bit likable. Who would want you not. around? Exactly. But I'm kind of amazed at people that don't have good handshakes. I mean, it's so easy to develop, um, especially for, for women and for girls. Um, so I think everyone that's ever interned at Quinn Fable or worked at Quinn Fable, I've kind of taught them that, particularly women. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a big girl fan. Um, it's also critical that you look people in the eye because if you can't mm -hmm. do that, you're not really connecting with someone. Yeah. And it also shows confidence of being like, yes, I can look you in the eye and I can talk to you. And I'm amazed at how many people don't come prepared. They know nothing about who've come to our company and interviewed. They know nothing about my company. They know nothing about, and granted, there's not an awful lot of um, what we do out there simply because we work for very large companies and they do not want us telling what we work on. Um, it causes all sorts of grief with uh, other agencies that are also working for those large companies and they don't want their trade secrets out there. But you need to come with a resume. You know how many people say, oh, well, I emailed you you know, the resume. And I'm like, well, you couldn't print it out and bring Wait, it. You're giving me work to do. <laughs> so many times people come with nothing, just yeah. nothing. Uh, so, you know, being prepared and having a sense of interest matters. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I actually want to do a little video series with you on this, but I guess since we're now quarantined and people won't be interviewing for a little bit, we'll just talk about it on the podcast. I remember when I would interview, you always said to send an email, like a thank you note right after. And also I had cards made up before I ever like had a job, they were just contact cards. So when you m met someone, you could give it to them. And people were so, it really helped me stand out because I still have the case. I don't know if I have it down here. I keep my memory cards in it now, but it comes in like, they came in this tin case and at the end of the meeting, I'd hand them my contact card and they were like, what, you're a college student that has this little, I mean, now maybe it's brand. more common. You've developed a brand. A brand, yeah. But it's just, it's little things that add like special touches that take it, a step above that help you stand out in their mind because so, they're interviewing so many people. So one thing that's critical, and we often wait to see if this happens, and this can be the deciding factor between two people, do you send a follow-up thank you email? Um, is it, does it have typos in it? Um, does it come typos. within, uh, you know, a couple of hours of when you've met with us, within a day? I mean, if you're going to take a week to send us a thank you note, probably you're not getting the job. But I would say that most managing people within Quinn Fable at my company are waiting to hire somebody to see if they send a thank you note. It's critical. It can be a thank you email. It doesn't have to be a note that mm. you put in the mail. But you have to have some basic business decorum. Or, yeah, you know, and just, we just manners. Exactly. Yeah. What is your 
number one tip for people that are trying to start their own businesses? Well, you definitely want to know that you love what you do. Um, you definitely want to create a brand. You want to have a look and a feel to your company that differentiates you, that's memorable. Um, and you want to be able to articulate why you are different than your competition. So let's say you have a housekeeping um, company and you, you know, you're going around cleaning apartments in New York City. You definitely want to have something that differentiates you. You're using organic cleaners or um, you, know, you work off hours or um, you, know, you definitely don't want to be the cheapest. But you, know, you want to be known for something. So figure out what differentiates you and make that part of your communication and make your communications brand-centric. And in, you make sure that everything looks the same so mm -hmm. people recognize that it's the same message from Lane or it's the same message, you know, from Kathy Fable. So that's critical because they'll begin to remember you. I mean, on average, it takes 19 touch points for someone to remember a particular brand or what there is about that brand. That's crazy. So build it, baby. 19. Someone also, now I'm just going to keep jumping around because this podcast is going to, this episode is going to be different than the last one. So although the last one, the audio is a little messed up, you'll learn a lot about my mom if you want to check out the last one as well. Oh, geez, there's going to be two of these. Yikes. <laughs> Everyone's going to love it because you're never on the vlog. I'm not a person to be in front of the camera. I'm a person who's usually behind the camera telling people what to do. But I disagree. And I like you're that good place. on camera though. And it's not my thing. But yeah, someone said, what do you think about having a daughter that vlogs your whole life? Well, I, I think it's wonderful. I think it's something that Lane wanted to do, so kudos to her. Um, I don't want to be part of that. Like last <laughs> night, she was vlogging while we were eating dinner, and I was not really interested. That was um, like two nights ago. Quarantine brain, we're losing it. I don't need people to see me eating. I don't think there's anything But attractive. everyone loves that. Those are the videos that do the best. Yeah, she was in the Jollibee taste test. I was. Yeah. That you from were. Hawaii. That was against my better judgment. But I did it. It's <laughs> it's not it's not really a thing that comes naturally to me. I'm used to, you know, telling people what to do and kind of setting up and art directing the shots. Is there anything that you would want to talk about and like advice that overarching advice that you would want to give someone listening? Um I think one of the <laughs> I've been telling my kids this, oh my gosh, since they were born. My number one thing is mean people suck. I told my kids that when they were little and other parents were like, I can't believe you would speak to your kids that way. But I will tell you, it's That's ingrained. not even bad. Just well, saying mean people suck? Oh, saying suck. Suck. But anyway, I had a lot of parents be oh, like, I, I, I can't it, believe yeah. you would say that to your kids. <laughs> but it's one of those things that I think is really important. I think that so many people put a lot of effort into being a mean person or, you know, to really being critical and... You know, I always said to you, there's, there's two things you can do in life. You can either bring other people up or you can bring them down and make your, you know, th pretend to be better. Um, I'm kind of into the real direction that it's so much easier and so much better to look for the good in people. And there are people I will stay away from that I just don't You're like. You're just not going to get along with exactly. everyone. Exactly. You're not going to get along if with That's everybody. impossible. But, but you think, can be cordial and polite. And I think that, you know... In life, there's so little time. You know, what are you trying to accomplish? I mean, if you're accomplishing playing games with people and being mean, you're really wasting your existence. But I think that if you if you come to a situation and you really want to better a situation, you know, when you do it in a way that heightens your integrity, I think that's a good thing. And I, I do really wish that people would be nicer to each other, would look out for each other. Um, 
you know, and when when you were little, you used to always say to me, we'd ride around on Martha's Vineyard, we would go on these great vacations, and you'd be like, why are you saying hello to everyone? You know, I would say good morning. If anyone that made eye contact with me, I would say hello like to you. Like strangers passing by. Yeah, and, and I, I wasn't having a whole conversation, yeah. but I would say hello, and you'd be like, you, you always told us not to talk to strangers, and I'm like, <laughs> for a nanosecond, if somebody catches your eye. And you say hello. There's nothing wrong with saying hello. It doesn't mean you have to have a whole conversation. Yeah. But you say hello and smile or just smile at a person. I mean, it I can make a difference. I smile at everyone. Sometimes when I'm running, I'll like wave at people, whether they're like working in the neighborhood or just maybe a neighbor I don't know. And people sometimes are like taken back by it. They're like, eh. I'm like, what? I'm just saying hi. But you can really make a difference yeah. in someone who's having a difficult day by just smiling and saying hello. It's and, true. Very true. And it's effortless. It's free. And... It can make a big difference. Absolutely, and if you're if you're happy and someone else is having a bad day and you change the, you like turn their day around, that's the best feeling ever. Jeffrey asks, do you have any wishes or aspirations for your wonderful family this new decade? And he has this question actually way before this pandemic, but still. Hmm. So I would say, Jeffrey, that. Um, I think the one thing that I want for everyone in my family is to be healthy. Um, you know, you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. And um, I definitely have had firsthand experience um, with having thyroid cancer eight years ago, which was really scary. So, oh, yeah. and when you don't have your health, you have a lot of things to worry about. So, you know, I think if everyone in my family, um, from start to finish, cousins, everybody that I know, um, has good health. Um, we will be totally blessed and has a purpose in life and really finds that purpose. We'll be really blessed. I hope so. I really hope everyone stays healthy. It's kind of crazy that he asked that before the pandemic too. But Good question. Yeah. Who among the three children is the most noisy and cheeky? I don't know what cheeky means. I guess sassy? Yeah. Cheeky would mean sassy, wise-assy. Um, wise-assy. I like that word. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to say that Lane is probably the loudest of the three, definitely. Um, not cheeky. We're all loud, though. Not sassy. I mean, you've always I'm been loud. very respectful. You've always had, like, a little bubbly personality. Um, but I'll I think, also argue. Uh, I will. No, not really. I think Quinn gets the argumentative award and yeah. um, the bigger wise-ass award of the three. <laughs> what was the word? At wise assery? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, he's mastered wise-assery. But I think, I think we're all pretty... I'm the loudest. I also have a YouTube you're not channel. Loud, you're there's no shortage of words. It's <laughs> the podcast, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Someone actually just said I went live on YouTube yesterday and they were like, It's been like two and a half hours. Some people can't talk for that long. Like, I'm impressed you're still going. I'm like, but you guys are asking questions. Like it's engaging. I'm not just sitting there rambling, but that is a long time, I guess, to just sit there and talk. That is. But I talk all day long at work, yeah. just to different people about different things. You kind of gave your best advice, mean people suck. I think that is the best one. That's a lot of questions. Yeah, there are, there are a lot. I wasn't going to put this in, but like, why not? So, uh, somebody asks, have you ever grounded Lane and why? You don't have to talk about it. I just think it's I, I have grounded Lane, um, most of which... Um, There's only one time I can really think about. Well, it always had to do with alcohol. Yeah. But um, one time I got grounded for a full month. I have never been a parent who's condoned kids drinking. Um, 
uh, I think it's a really bad thing. And I know some people are like, oh, you're not cool. I'm not cool. No, it's not about being cool. It's about teaching. I don't, I don't think there's any reason for young kids to be drunk. And I think that was the one thing that even though the the, the number one thing I've said to my kids is if you ever smoke anything, I'll break your effing legs. I'll break your kneecaps. Always. I, I'm not into smoking anything. But um, the times that my kids have come home drunk or smelling like alcohol has really pissed me off. So they've all been grounded. And um, none of them have liked it, but, you know. No, I also, I disagree with the ground. Like, I do agree. Kids, when you're teenagers, looking back, we were dumb. And we never should have done that. But it's that kind of, like, taboo, like, oh, I was told not to do this and blah, blah, blah. It's like that kind of thing. So, like, I have a different view of it. But I see where you're coming from, and I know where you're coming from. So it was like, okay. It's really about being safe. You know, I really think that when you're drunk or high or whatever, you make decisions that are not good decisions. And I, you know, never wanted you guys to be in situations where you're Even when you're a teenager, though, you make bad decisions regardless. So you add another layer of your brain being compromised. It's never a good time. No, but... I think with all the information that you had to make those bad decisions really pissed me off. Oh, so, yeah, but it's just testing the waters. Like, I think you tell someone you cannot do this ever, what are they going to do? Um, true. Come on, you're a rule breaker too. Like, you want to, you always like doing things yourself. Like, I, I don't see you, someone telling you, like, Kathy, you cannot do this. And you're like, okay. Well, I think everyone that knows me, you know, going way back to high school knows that I wasn't um, and there were very good reasons why I never yeah. did drugs and I wasn't into getting drunk. I mean, first of all, beer was way too fattening. Um, but um, I just, it's just not my thing. And it yeah. really pissed me off when, you know, I would ask you guys not to do that. And you had anything you ever wanted in life. Um, but, you know, I think all's well that, that ends well. I think yeah. that you, you knew what experience. the expectations were. You knew what my expectations yeah. were of you. And no, I was not the cool parent. Sorry. It's not about being the cool, pe- whatever. We have different viewpoints on this. Um, Byrne wants to know, how do you manage everything, running a company, being a wife and a mom at the same time? I will say that being busy is one of the things that I find sanity in. My mom um, thrives on that. I do. I do. Um, so, you know, I have a great knack for compartmentalizing things. I if I ever look at everything that I've got to do at once, it's overwhelming. But I've always broken things into, you know, little buckets and little bite-sized pieces, and mm-hmm. I deal with them. I get through everything, and then I move on to the next thing. So that organizing skill has helped me. But it has been overwhelming. I think the most challenging times um, were when I had to fly out to Seattle every week for AT&T. I mean, almost every Sunday night I would fly out there. Um, during the launch of a lot of the um, data programs that we were doing. And flying out on a Sunday night and coming back on um, the red eye on Wednesday morning and going straight to work was killer. And I think I was never so tired in my entire life. Um, but I'm really great at breaking things breaking things into pieces that are... Like bite-sized pieces. Correct, that are achievable. And I also, I have really fond memories of when you'd come home from like work trips, like I think Seattle specifically, and you get in on the red eye, so it'd be like 6 a.m. or something, and you would wake us up, and we'd all get together, and you brought home like little, like I remember like you'd bring home this one I remember so specifically, the little dancing hamster, hamster, or the like kung fu hamster, 
That was, was like Seattle. everybody was kung fu fighting, and I genuinely remember like dying laughing. Or you came home and woke us up and showed us it, and we were all like cracking up. Then we went back to bed and like went to school the next day, but. It was just so funny. Like, and I see them as, like, really fond memories. I know a lot of people are like, oh, like, your mom worked, but I never thought of it as... I never felt like I missed out because we were home for dinners, like, family dinners every night at, like, what, six? Seven. Seven. Dinner at seven. So, like, we'd be out at our friend's house and it'd be like, you have to come home. And I'd be like, can I please stay for dinner? And it was always like a no, we have family dinners, which I love. Well, to this I, day, I love. I also had different a different set of rules. I would let you guys sleep in the afternoon. You'd yeah. come home from school. You'd go for a nap. We'd have dinner at 7. And then I would stay up till 11 and do homework with you. Yeah. Um, when we were little, little. And then we could like yeah. go see friends and come back. But we always had family dinners. Yeah. That was a constant. And the other thing we always did was breakfast. Or oh, breakfast yeah. Because breakfast. <laughs> I knew that if I wasn't going to be home for dinner, I was always going to be there for breakfast. So yeah. You know, when things were really tough, we'd have breakfast before you guys would all go off to or school. Or before you went, like, on trips and stuff. All I remember is, like, whipping up pancakes fast, scrambled eggs. I mean, I could cook breakfast in 10 love minutes or breakfast. less. And Maybe that's why I love set. breakfast so much. I, I really do. So. And then my fun. mom has another tradition. It's birthday breakfast. You want to explain what that is and how that started? So, again... <laughs> birthdays matter to me and I think everybody needs a cake and everybody should be sung happy birthday so I would make a sign and sometimes I'd make the sign at five in the morning with whatever number birthday we were celebrating mm-hmm. the sign always kind of went in the same place um, by the sliding doors either this house or the house before mm-hmm. um, we would have it in our kitchen and we would have pancakes and bacon or sausages with um, candles in them yep and we would all sing and we you'd get your birthday presents before you left for school or for work, um, and it's been a tradition we've done forever. I know, and I ever. remember. I think I when I turned twenty-two, because twenty-one is still like a big number. So twenty-two, my parents were like, "We're not like the signs are done. Like you're too old." And I was like, "What?" I was like, "This is a tradition." Like, and then the I think for twenty-five, my mom made like another big sign. I was like, "What?" It was really no, cool. the signs are still coming. Yeah, they still come. I, I guess just, we're going to age forty. Yeah, it, we're just—it's never gonna stop because it's just so nice and having someone like acknowledge it and it's like a little celebration and then you get to eat breakfast together. It's fun, a lot of fun. Okay, so I do this thing since we didn't do it on the last episode that you were on the previous one. If you guys want to go listen to, it, I ask rapid fire questions, so just answer whatever comes to mind first. New York City or L.A.? <laughs> New York City. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Winter or summer? Summer. Spring or fall? Spring. Tea or coffee? Coffee. My mom is a Dunkin' Donuts addict. I am a Move coffee addict. Move over, Charlie. That's, that's my drug of choice. Yeah. Dogs or cats? Dogs. My mom isn't. I'd like to say neither, but dogs. My mom isn't even an animal person. We have two rescue dogs, and we've had like seven dogs throughout my life. Two rescue dogs that love me, and I love them, but it's uh, not she doesn't a good really decision. Vacation or travel? What's the difference? Vacation is like when we'd go to Turks and Caicos and sit on a beach for a week, and travels when, like, you go. You go explore the ruins in Greece. Yes, but that's still pretty touristy. I mean, like, you go and you get to know a culture. I'm going to say travel, but vacations are necessary. Yeah. You haven't been on a vacation in a long time. I know. Introvert or extrovert? I'm going to say extrovert, but I do think growing up I was an introvert. And you still need your alone time. Like, there are times when you're like, i, I got to take a step back. Uh, morning or night? Morning. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Oh, I love waffles. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Book or movie? 
Oh, definitely a book. I love books. Comedy or horror? Comedy. I hate horror. Almond milk or coconut milk? Okay. Almond milk. Straight hair, curly hair? Uh, straight. Apples or oranges? Apples. Play sports or watch sports? Oh, play. Oh, you guys, okay. there's a picture of Shane on here. That <laughs> I took. Little, little. Yeah, that my mom took. So you say play, but you always watched our sports too. Always, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I had a choice, I'd play sports. Leather or lace? Um, I want to say leather. Snapchat or Instagram doesn't really. Pasta or pizza? Oh, I love pizza. Breakfast or dinner? Breakfast. <laughs> it's so a cute. picture of me. With... It's so cute. You guys can't see it. Sorry, you're listening. Um, okay. Yeah, I could keep going through some of them, but I think that's it. We've been sitting here for like a full two and a half hours now because of the other mishap. Thank you for filming You're a second welcome. episode. It probably won't happen again, so. <laughs> My mom's like, I'm never coming on this again. I didn't say that. No. You said that. Um, no, actually with this quarantine, I might, have to, I might have to ask you again in another week because I'm going to be out of people, but we'll see. Now that I've gone through everyone in the house, is there, anything, is there anything that we hadn't touched on the past two hours that you would like to leave the listeners with? Yeah, just be, uh, be a good person. Be kind to each other. I think that's really critical. So if you can do that, you kind of make my day. Especially in a time like this. All right. Yeah. Love you guys. I'll see you on the next episode. Please make sure to support the podcast if you enjoy it. You can support it with 99 cents a month. And... Yeah, share it with your friends if you enjoy listening. And leave us an Apple review, Apple podcast review. Five stars. Okay, love you guys. See you in the next episode. Ciao. Woo! Okay, let me make sure I save this. My ears are hot. Well, thank you for doing that. That was crazy. Can't believe that happened. That would happen the one time you're like, yeah, sure, I'll do it.